to another episode of Dad Can We Talk. I'm your host, Anthony Ray. And today I got a special guest named Kenny Skeins, one of my brothers, one of my good friends, another one of the young brothers that's dear to my heart. We've been through many things together. And today we're going to get into some dad talk. But before that, I just want to give a shout out to all my supporters out there, man. Everyone that's been supporting the podcast. Today is the 10th episode, which marks the last episode of this season one. So um, after this episode, we're going to kind of go into a quick hiatus. I want to get a couple of things right. Um do some restructuring i got a couple things that i'm working on and um you know just trying to get some things back into focus you know at at this current time i'm still in school and uh i just got a few things that i got to get back together you know uh with all of this COVID 19 stuff going on um you know my kids not being in school uh still having me having to be in school um still working full time so there's a lot going on right now, so I just want to take a little time to uh, sit back, uh, recalibrate, get everything right. And season two, when I tell y'all it's going to be fire, I'm coming with some real heat, man. I'm going to have some really good guests. Um, it's going to be something that y'all will not want to miss. And um, I want to give another shout out to the women out there, man. Uh, one thing I do want to make sure that... Uh, with this podcast Dad Can We Talk is not about Bashing mothers Or making mothers feel like um, They're not worthy Or they're not needed Or anything of that sort And I don't want anyone to ever um, Feel that way Or have that thought about this uh, We definitely appreciate the mothers We Especially the good mothers Out there that, that, that handle their business That's taking care of their children Um being there for the family and supporting the men also dad can we talk is about um changing the narrative that's um surrounded black fatherhood for so long for for years you know for decades uh, black fatherhood has been something that you know when people see black fathers they automatically put us in this category as uh absent or uh, incapable or whatever the case may be and this podcast is about changing that narrative and putting the spotlight and highlighting all of the good dads out here especially the ones that I know so um, I, now that I got that out of the way uh, let's get down to it man uh, I got Kenny Skanes here with me on uh, today how you feeling bro feeling good man good Sunday good yeah, Sunday yeah 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 good Sunday yeah. Man, uh, I just kind of want want you to talk about uh, what was your relationship like with your dad? So, man, I really ain't, I didn't have a dad, so therefore it was my granddad. Yeah. But my granddaddy passed early, so therefore mm-hmm. it was other mentors in my life. So it's my cousin, D. He was like a pops to me. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, another guy named Bruce. He was a big, big brother, little brother program. He was a pops mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. Uh, even Twan that. Yeah. You know, Uncle Al. Yeah. They were like pops of me. Everybody mentors in my life. So I didn't have a dad, but everyone who filled that role, they made it seem like they were my dad. And it helped me a lot because yeah. I really didn't have no male type figure in my life. So once my granddaddy passed, it was just whoever was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. all me. My, my, uh, I, I want to ask you know, uh, what what was the story with your dad? With my dad, uh, they say he passed right before I was born. Wow. He's, uh, okay. I was born in Louisiana, so I don't know if he was from Louisiana, but I was told yeah. he was Haitian. He uh, that's when my mom met him. Yeah, and it wasn't that long that she even stayed there. Right when she had me, she moved right back to Florida. So wow. Really don't know much about him. Yeah, I really don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you say so. Your granddad raised you, and um, so how was that? Um, as far as like your like, how was that growing up? 
knowing that you never really knew your dad. It was, has it, did it ever like um, bother you? Was it ever something that really just you feel like it affected you? I feel like it did. Because you know certain people I consider family. My friends, they had fathers. So yeah. you had people coming to the games, just being there supporting them. You know, I didn't have that. Yeah. I feel like yeah. why wasn't I blessed with that? But at the same time, I'm thankful for what I was having. I still yeah. had my granddad, my grandma. Really, that I didn't even have my mom too. So at the same time, yeah. I was dealing with that too. So yeah. that was really taking over. Really missing my dad. Just trying to see my mom. That was really what it was about. You yeah. know. So dealing with that, it was just a lot. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, it was a lot. Yeah. A lot of times in the room, quiet. And you know, as you met me, everybody yeah. else, I was always by myself. So yeah. Quiet to myself. I ain't. You know. It was just, it was a lot, but then again, I had to keep moving on because I also had a little sister yeah. that needed me in her life, so we had to stick together. Yeah, so, straight up. And, you know, she had her dad, and she also had mom, too, so, but same time, we had to stick together, so I had other things to worry about than yeah. just focus on who was my dad and all that, so. Straight up. But in reality, I wish I had, Yeah. you know. Just yeah. having certain features, knowing certain things, growing up in life as you should, raising up as a boy. I wish I did have that. Yeah, but. yeah, that's real. That's real, man. Uh, because I, you know, as I thought about it, I was like, dang, I ain't never really asked, bro. You know, I ain't yeah. never really, you know. And I hadn't noticed it as we were younger, but, you know, for us, that's yeah. like all of us. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, if our daddy ain't there, it ain't like. For us growing up, it was normal. Right. It's like not to see, and, and I, I think about that sometimes. Like with young black men, it's like if I don't see my friend dad, it's like it don't really. As we were young, when we were younger, it wasn't something that was like weird. Like, hey, bro, where your daddy? Yeah. You know, because it's like who at, who wondering about our. It wasn't something that was out of the norm. Right. You know, and now that I'm older now and I got kids, I'm like, huh? Yeah. Like, well, you know, that's one of my first questions a yeah. lot of times. You know, I, I like to know, you know, understand what, what, what happened with your dad? You know, just because now I understand that it's not normal. You right. know, it wasn't, you know, something that um, some of us and, and, and a lot of it is different circumstances. Sometimes it is because of death. Right. Um, some some people lose their parents by death. Some lose it because of drugs. Or yep. Some lose it because of all any all types of reasons. But, you know, it's never something that uh, is normal, you know, because both parents are always, always important to have, you know, your dad and your mom there. That's how God created us. Right. You know, he created us to have mom and dad. You know, and mom and dad both have different characteristics. Right. And um, yeah, like I that's that's crazy. I, I never knew that. I never knew that. Um, yeah, so how was uh, your relationship with your granddad? My granddad, he uh, my granddad was everything. Yeah. Yeah. My granddad yeah. and grandma. My granddad was everything. He always had me. Yeah. Any anywhere we going, I'm with there with him. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> my granddad was everything to me. He taught mm-hmm. me a lot. And uh, without him, I ain't know how I'll make it. <clears throat> but yeah. he taught me if it was ever that day to come, you know, always be strong. So I miss my granddaddy. Yeah. My granddaddy was crazy about me. <laughs> I'm crazy about my granddaddy. Yeah. You know, like, wherever he at, I'm there. So even at church or uh, just watching the games, watching yeah. them. Talk trash to each other, playing spades and stuff. Yeah. You know, it just <laughs> oh man, my granddad was everything. Yeah, you know, so every day I was with my granddad. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. And what and what what uh age were you when you lost him? I lost my granddad around my sixth grade, seventh grade year. So that's about school. twelve, yeah, like twelve years, informative years. Man. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. And it was like just out of nowhere, just him getting sick. I don't know. I'm used to my granddad, you know. Getting up, getting in his Cadillac. Okay, we finna ride yeah. in the Cadillac today. To just where well, he can't even drive no more. To where he can't move how he want to. So that was that was a lot. Yeah, that brought a lot of anger to me. Can't even lie on that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Losing my granddad, not even be able to tell him bye. Because yeah. I remember the day he passed, just coming home, walking home from school, and everybody was in the front yard. Mm-hmm. And you could just tell, you know, you could just tell from your family vibe something bad has happened. So, it just let me know my granddaddy passed earlier that day. And it was, <sighs> cried a lot. Yeah. And what was crazy, even my granddaddy funeral, that same day we had a championship game. This one we played for uh, oh, Alachua. Alachua City, yeah. the AU, something, yeah. something like yeah. that. I think me and Ray Giles was playing on team. And, uh, we were playing, I think, uh, the Lachua team with the big kid, the big white kid, yeah. Bay, like yeah. six, eight, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my granddaddy feeling. I was emotional, but I was still able to make it to that championship game. Yeah, and we won the championship game. Yeah, you feel me? I did that for my granddaddy. It was a, it was, a, it was a long day for me that day. And yeah. Ever since then, I still keep to myself. You know, my granddad was everything to me. Yeah, he was everything. Man, yeah, that's real, man. That's that's real, bro. And you know, and it's it's a blessing that you had him at least, you know, up until that point, you right. know, because you know you never know just how uh, life could have been, even with, if you would have lost him earlier, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but so you lost him right at the brink, you know, what I call the formative years, you know, when you hit those teenage years, thirteen. Right. 14, 15, you know, it's, those are some of the most important years, I think, for, especially for a young man. Right. Um, And like you say, you experience that anger. Yeah. And, like, I didn't lose, you know, like, what you're explaining is you, you've experienced loss. Like, yeah. you've experienced, you know, your, your dad, you yeah. know. Even though you didn't really experience your dad, but you know that he was gone, you know, that's loss. Right. You know, and then you experience that loss with your granddad, you know, that's something that I'm foreign to. Right. You know, I have I've never out of the people that's close to me, I would say the people that I was like really, really close with, the closest person I've ever lost was my friend Matt. Right. Matt Banks. That was yeah. my the closest person, the person that I dealt with almost every day, you yeah. know, me and him did all types of things together. Right. And then strong. just hearing the news about, you know, my boy being dead, I'm like, you know, it kind of hit me. And I never really felt that, you know, my dad is still alive, my grand, my grandmother, uh, you know, my mother, right. brothers, you know, so I never really experienced, in my estimation, like real loss of a person that I was in super close with. Right. And um Yeah, so I can only imagine, bro, what yes, that sir. was like, bro. Especially during that time in your life. So going through middle school and high school, do you like in what ways do you believe that that affected like especially those high school years? Right. Like how do you think that really affected you going forward? Like was it something um, that really that how was it like how was that experience like after that now I gotta go forward like how right. was you able to really cope with that and continue moving well like you say man basketball yeah you see that's all I was just kept myself around yeah just cause if I wasn't doing that I knew I was gonna think about it so then for mm-hmm. me thinking about it, it going to cause more anger and more anger for me. Even though certain situations in high school, I did have situations where I brought the anger out. But mm-hmm. basketball would kept me humble somewhat. Mm-hmm. I can say that. Not to be thinking about the people I lost. And also thinking about the times my little sister's not even here no more at this time in high school. She's mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Yeah. She's moved. My uncle, which is my granddaddy twin, they moved. Tennessee, so I don't. It's just me now. Mm-hmm. All my older brothers, they gone out of town. They stay somewhere else. All I have are my little sisters. So therefore, not having my little sisters, I was like, man, not having my granddad. I'm like, man, not even seeing family like that. Mm-hmm. Playing basketball. That's what made me stop thinking so much. Playing that brotherhood. Basketball. Gotta have it. That brotherhood. That's why I stayed around all y'all. To be honest, it was brotherhood. This my. Family now, this family me, this who I can see every day, this who I can mm-hmm. be with every day. So that's I just kept it up to that, playing basketball, hanging, 
just with people I consider family. Mm-hmm. And that's what kept my mind off of it, seeing people happy, seeing how their family is. That's It's a blessing to be able to even be there. You know, just even know certain people who have that. Everybody have their own struggles and pains. Mm -hmm. It's just a different level. But you also got to see the the best of it. You got Mm -hmm. certain people who are willing to show you positivity, be there for you, let you know. You come talk to me whenever you need to. Mm -hmm. That's different. I ain't got that at home. So basketball was what it was. Basketball brought everybody who I know now who I consider family. My family now. Straight up. So... Basketball was what it was. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. And see, and, and it, it's weird to me because, like you say, we was always around, you know, like, I don't know, you, you know, since what? I was, what, ninth grade? You yeah. know, y'all was, what, sixth grade? You're about yeah. that same, you're around that same time. Yeah. And it's like, and I never really... And, and, and this is something that really made me want to start this podcast because I started thinking, you know, like how, how as men we don't really talk like that. We ain't talking about no real issues and all that stuff, you know. We because like we used to always be together, but it's like I never knew this stuff about you, you know. I never like like it never crossed my mind, you know. Like man, I wonder what Kenny got going on, you know. I wonder. You know, like how he feeling right now. You know, that ain't something that we do. Like right. that ain't that ain't a normal thing, bro. <laughs> yeah. And it's like now that I'm older, like I, I keep going back to that. I'm like, dang, like this man was really going through it at this time. But I, it's like, who would ever knew? No, right. You know, like who 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 knew? Man, that's yo, bro. That that's that's super real, man. That's that's real. So. During high school, high school is when you had your first child. Yeah, my uh, senior year of high school. Senior year of high school. So, your last year in high school, you end up having a baby girl. Baby girl, Zion Nicole Skane, January 26, 2011. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was, well, you were 17? 17. 17 years old. Yeah. Got your first child. How was what was that experience like? What was like the first thought you had when you were like, "Oh, shoot, I'm gonna have a baby." <laughs> crazy man, it's crazy. I remember, I remember when I got the call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me, Twan, I think Trayvon was at Trayvon house. Yeah. Just sitting outside. I think it's on a Saturday. Just chilling. Get a call. Yeah, she's pregnant. She says she's pregnant. I'm like, you sure? You know, just make yeah. sure, cause. You show it. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, find out she was pregnant. She was. So, that whole transition, it was like, what I'm going to do? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to tell my aunt? Mm-hmm. My aunt, but I call her mom. So, that was hard to even try to tell her that. Yeah. You feel Everybody else knows. My homie. <laughs> <laughs> but she don't know. So, I was just like, man. So I finally got it out, you know, she was shocked. But the whole time in my head, I'm just saying, how I'm gonna prepare myself for this child? Die. Still in high school. Yeah. You find the time, the girlfriend, she was working. I'm not working, you know. I'm still on basketball, okay, I'm trying to go to college and do this. Yeah. I had to find time to to learn how to be, I wouldn't say a father, but to know how to handle a baby yeah and also handle this transition being with this woman that's having a baby mm-hmm. cause just knowing someone that I knew in middle school she had a baby and she passed away mm-hmm. you know so that was always over my mind too like how can I keep her healthy to make mm-hmm. sure this baby gonna be okay so it was a lot man yeah. a lot of emotions a lot of emotions yeah I can tell you that a lot of emotions yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> Shoot, I had my first child, what, 22? Yeah. Uh, maybe 23? Yeah, when I was 23. And it was, you know, uh uncertain time for me, you know, and I was married and all, you know, right. and it was it was kind of kind of scary. Dang. So I can only imagine that 17. 17, man. And it, yeah, wow. <laughs> just crazy because you also want to stop that cycle, you know. Mom yeah. had a child at a young age, so 
I was trying not to be that, but it happened. But yeah, like I said, I learned a lot. That's a patience. You don't learn a lot of patience. Yeah, <laughs> that's real. A lot of patience. It definitely comes responsibility. You know, I remember going. Can't remember the teacher name, but it was like a little class for nurturing. Oh yeah, I remember that class. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I yeah. went in after after class after school. Asked her how to put on pamphlets, how you yeah. how to hold a baby, how that's to real. feed the baby. I was doing that myself, not telling nobody. You know, yeah. that's something I got to do myself because it's me who having the baby, just me that's and real. her. So it was a lot. Just man, it was a lot, a lot of emotions. You can you can ask them what yeah. <laughs> my emotions. They seen it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a it's a blessing, you know. Can't see it for it being bad, even though having a child at a young age, but it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. It matures you very quick. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and see, I give you your props for that, bro, because <clears throat> there's a lot of there's a lot of young men in that position that would fight that responsibility. You know, they wouldn't mm-hmm. they wouldn't lean into it. And say, you know, this a this is something that I've done. You right. know, it take two. Oh yeah. To make that child and a lot of young men do run from that responsibility, even older guys, you know. Right. But like I say, I give you your props for really going to learn that stuff and and, and that's why I, I say fatherhood is so important and even for um for people that don't have their dads, it's always important to have some sort of male role model. Right. Because, like you say, you had to go to the people at the school right. to learn these things, you know. Um, because, like, how else would you know? You know, I mean, by except by experience, you would right. just go through it. But it's good that you had someone at the school that can help you learn very important thing diapers right. and uh feeding the baby right. and holding the baby those are like bro that's foundational type stuff you know and if you don't know that you know you don't just you don't just know it especially as men and this is something that um that I've always talked about you know I think as like with our with our little girls mm-hmm. we we push them toward, you know, knowing how to take care of babies. Right. You know, because they're always playing with baby dolls and they're practicing yes. that stuff. And it's like, growing up, we learned that was the woman thing. Right. But it's like, no, like, daddy should know this stuff too. You know, we shouldn't to. be like, hey, go change the diaper. And then we don't, we don't know how to change no diaper. <laughs> we don't know. It. Right. And honestly, that's how most guys are. You know, we can't even take our child in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and change a diaper right you know and my thing for years man i've been saying you know i think we got to teach our young boys too you know our young boys should get that practice knowing how to take care of a child because at some point in their life you know god willing they'll be a father one day too right and it would only be beneficial to them when they get with another young woman Mm-hmm. That they know how to take care of their business as well as the woman does, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know, and that that was another thing that got me started with this stuff because people would always see me, you know, changing my kids' diapers, mm-hmm. and you know, if I'm with, out with my kids, I got the backpack, I got oh, the yeah. milk, all that, you know, and I'm fixing bottles in the middle of, got you to. know, we out in public, you know, I'm talking with my boys and I'm yeah. fixing bottles. Got to. In the middle of a conversation, people right. like, man, that's what's up. I'm like, bro, this is what, I'm crap, like, what else am I supposed to do? Like, call my wife, like, hey, bacon, you come fix the bottle? Like, nah. No. Like, man, you go do what you're going to do. I got this, baby. Right. Like, I don't need you here to babysit me. Like, I'm a grown man. Damn. You know, this is my child. Oh, for real. And for people to, um, for people to look at that stuff. You know, especially when my when I had my first child, and they would see me uh, doing that stuff. It was like amazing to them. Like, you're such a great dad. You're such an amazing dad. And it's like I appreciate it. Right. You know, but it's like this ain't no amazing thing though. This like what I'm supposed to do. It's normal. <laughs> like, it's a normal. Thing. Like, I changed my baby diaper, right. and you clapping like, what kind of crap is that? But I feel like people didn't. Don't really do that toward white men, right? You know, and white dads. 
because they look at it like, oh, well, that's what they do. But when it comes to black men, it's like, I don't know, that's a fight that yeah. it, sometimes it, it blow me away, man. And that's why I say, man, like, I really, uh, I give you your props, bro, because Appreciate you went it. and did what you needed to do to get yourself prepared for that child because, you know, especially knowing your story, like, you ain't have nobody there for you to right. really teach you that stuff and do that with you. And, uh, man, yeah, that's that's real, bro. Appreciate it, appreciate it. That's real. I want to go here. Um, so, wait, that next year, didn't you have another child like, right after that, right? Freshman year of college. Freshman year. Yeah, so, yeah. that next year, had you have girl. another one. January 7, 2012, Zanaya Leilani's games. <laughs> yeah, I had Ooh. another girl, back to back. So what was that like? <laughs> Man. <laughs> what I got myself into now. Yeah. But then again, it was, she gonna be here, so. Yeah. Gotta do what I gotta do. Straight up. Always gotta do what I gotta do. I remember Ron always telling me, you know, you got to stand in the paint. Straight up. And take them charges. But Straight you up. always got to get back up. Straight up. That always stick to me. No mm-hmm. matter how, what I was going through, you know, in transition from, okay, I'm in college to, oh, I'm leaving college now. I'm mm-hmm. coming back home. I got to work. It's a must. Yeah. And and at that time, not even having a, a full-time job or a part-time job, I'm doing labor ready. Yeah. Right there by Martin Luther King yeah. Center. Yeah. yeah. Five o'clock every morning. I'm there. Whatever job it is, I got to do. I got to do it. to get it. Got to get it. I got kids. Straight <clears throat> up. And at, at that time, we we're a family. So at that time, I got to prove myself to this woman that I can be there for these kids and for herself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was just hard. Just trying to get to know each other and be a family at this young age is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Real yeah, hard. Very hard. Period. Very. very. So, it was tough. It was tough. Like I say, I, if I can give any young person advice, just wait. Yeah. Don't try to be grown, oh, yeah. young, all this type. Nah. Straight up. You got to learn your responsibility to know what, what it's going to be in life after school. Because mm-hmm. not everybody going to college or finish college. There's other things that's out here than just college. You got the certificates and trades, but as we base upon, we need to go to school. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to get your degree, but it's kind of hard when you got two little girls. All right. You know, at the same time, <laughs> dealing with just being back home at my mom's place, stuff like that, it's hard. It's difficult. Yeah. You know, not having the freedom that you want uh what every other young person at that time, 19, 20 years old, yeah. could just do on their free time. Yeah. So that wasn't my, that wasn't the way I could do it. So that was hard. Mm-hmm. But I was also blessed with, you know, her being so supportive. She was, she was a strong woman. She was a great mother. I can tell you that yeah. off her. She was a great mother. Just being so strong and dealing with everything she had going on. Also, what we had going on too. So, mm-hmm. like I say, it was hard. Two little girls. But, you know, I'm blessed with people who didn't care if I had kids. Bro, you got your kids, you know? Oh, bro, bring them out. Bring them out. We're going to have fun. Yeah, we go to the mall together. Yeah. That was my enjoyment time with my daughters and everybody else, my mm-hmm. friends. So, it was it was a lot, but at the same time, I had to deal with it because mm-hmm. it's him. So, can't yeah. give up. Never Straight give up. Ain't no giving up. No. Never give up. No matter how bad you fall, the lowest point of your life, never give up. Always be there. Always do whatever you got to. Always keep communication with your kids and everything. No matter what. What you're going through, bro. Straight up. You can't. Can't. give up. Can't do it. Give up. Okay, you can't let her just be on her own backbone just doing it herself. Straight up. That's that's selfish. Mm -hmm. And as, you know, at the same time as being a young parent, it was hard for me to say no. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't tell her no. Nah, I can't say no for my babies. I'm going to try to do it. Mm-hmm. But as a growing up as a young man trying to become a man, you got to be honest. Communication is everything. If something you can't handle or take care of at that time, just be real with it. Mm-hmm. Instead of prolonging it, then when you can't get it, make it happen, now you got a whole other situation. Mm-hmm. So just learn how to be honest, be responsible, be consistent. 
you can you can do that. It'll happen. Yeah, you can make it. You can make it work. That's real. So, y'all aren't together anymore, right? How has um, how have y'all been co-parenting? How has that been? Uh, like I say, she's a great mother. Mm-hmm. You know, I had times in my life I ain't a perfect man. I made mistakes. Yeah, straight up. You know, still making mistakes. She a great mother. Still let me be around my kids anytime. Talk to my kid anytime. She's not that type of woman at all. So our co-parent is good. Like it's real. Talk on basis when I can hear her anytime. She can talk to me anytime. That's and that's good. You know, certain that's people that I well. know, yeah, they, it don't happen. Like you Trust can't just me, do that. <laughs> I know a lot so, of that. So I'm thankful, very thankful for her. Just all real life. Mm-hmm. Just still being there, letting me be there for my kids at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's why I say you never give up. That's real. You feel me? Never give up. That's real. Got to do it. And see, and, and that's important because a lot of people think because, well, if I'm not with the, if I'm not with the mother of my children or if I'm not in the house with my children, then I'm not an involved dad, yeah, you know, or, or people will make you feel like you're an absent dad Mm -hmm. and that's not always necessarily the case right and i think that's where a lot of the a lot of those stats come from the stats when it when when they talk about black dads being absent yeah they count it as oh the black dad isn't in the home with their children right i know a lot of men that don't live with their children Mm mm-hmm but they always right. have yeah. their children. They're always doing for their children. When they do have their children right. in their possession, they are doing everything. They're making the most of that time. Right. You know, taking their kids to the park. Yep. Taking them out to do their other different things, you right. know, bathing them. Yes. Feeding them. All of those things are uh, considered father involvement. Right. You know, when you're spending that time, you know, that quality time with that child and doing those things, you know, all those things are bonding. Right. You know, all of that is bonding. You know, when you give your child a bath and then, you know, you put them their clothes on, then you put them in the bed and you read them a book or whatever, you know, you right. give them a kiss. All of those are things that are... Uh, that that's that's father involvement, you right. know, and those are things that children need, mm-hmm. you know. So not it it doesn't mean that you gotta because there's some men that are married mm-hmm. and live in the same house with their children. They still don't know their children, and ain't <laughs> they ain't involved. I, I know because I've heard you stories, see. you know, and I talk with people. You also see it, and I see it, <laughs> you know, I see it with my own eyes. And there are dads that are literally, bro, they don't do nothing. They they feel like my job is I go to work and that's it. All I got to do is provide. That's all I'm going to do is provide. You know, I had a man tell me once before, God that I used to work with. This man told me, he said, man, aunt, I'm making money. Aunt. I'm bringing money to the house. So when I come home and my son asks me to throw the football with him, you know what I tell my son? Aunt? I tell my son to take his A in the house. I mean, in his room and go sit down somewhere. I looked at that man like he was so crazy, bro. I said, God, that ain't cool. And he don't even know it. I'm like, bro, that is not cool, bro. Oh, think, think about how much time that you have to go to work. How much yeah. she has to go to work. And you telling me you don't miss no time to be with your kid? Man. The way that man was telling me and talking to me, he was like, well, I, that ain't something that I do. But like I said, that's on the family structure, how that was upbringing. It's man. more than just providing for Straight a man. Up. Straight up. Definitely, even you got a family. You got people who depend on you. And they ain't Straight just up. them. You got people outside of that. So... Yeah. People like that, that's that's just crazy because it's certain people like me who wish you had a father. 
I wish they had that time. Then you are a father, and you don't even want to put time in. Like that's crazy. That's <laughs> that thing blew me away when that man told me that. I said, man, cause we can't, we ain't cool. Nah, I, like, I don't even. Everything you say is gonna piss me <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> yeah, that I and, and, and I was so shocked when he said it. Like maybe this man playing, but he was so serious. Dead you know, serious. I'm like, dog, that ain't what. And he was like a supervisor on the job, so he was trying to convince me this and that. And I'm just like telling him, you know, I got other things that I have going on that I I'm not willing to give up. Uh, my time for certain things like mm-hmm. even when it comes to money like I'm not gonna let money be something that rules over me right and override my my whole purpose my whole, life yeah like I, I'm not gonna be moved by that right you know of course you need money you gotta take care of your family but right. I'm like I just believe God gonna provide for me either way right he gonna make a way for me and he gonna make sure we good Especially if I know I keep doing what, I, what I'm supposed to do, do. Right. you know, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do and everything else. I'm going to leave with the God. I'm, I'm going to still go to work. I'm going to grind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get out here and try and create opportunities for myself, right. try and create up opportunities for others. Uh, you know, do everything I know I'm supposed to do. Right. And if something don't come through, it just don't come through. Yep. But I believe it is going to come through. Always. And that's all I'm telling him. Like, bro. You have not convinced me in the least bit, bro. You just, like, turned me off right. of what you're trying to convince me of. Like, if that's how you treat your child, and you say you do that because that's the, all the time you get, like, bro, I'm cool, cuz. Like, right. my children is worth more than that. Right. You know, like, and then that same said guy who I'm talking about, a couple months later, get fired from the job. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> when I heard it, I'm just like, hey, <laughs> it's all about the upbringing, hey, you know. Right. With that certain type of individual, you know, that certain class is raised up on yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get yeah. over on people. Yeah. It's not about as in take care of family, knowing how your family feel, what they should be like. They don't care about that. They yeah. just worry about the next dollar. How can I give on somebody that I can make some money? That's real. That's all it is. Yeah, that ain't real. what it's about at all. <laughs> That's real. That's real. Uh, I'm gonna ask you this, man. Uh, do you have any regrets about anything in your life? Like, do you have any? Uh, if you had any decisions that you could take back, would you take back anything? Like, how do you feel about that? I would say, uh, I wouldn't say I regret anything, cause. Mm-hmm. You learn from your mistakes. Straight up. That's if you learn from You have to learn from But my biggest thing was a burden in me. Like, why Why my mom wasn't there? Why didn't I have a dad? Why my little sister had to move? Why, certain stuff like that. Why people had to die in my life? So that was my biggest burden. And holding on to that, having that girl that used to kill me. You feel me? And I recently just got that off me. Recently. And I'm going to be 27 years old. So, that was my biggest real regret, taking so long to not forgive. That that was my biggest regret, and I had to. And certain mistakes in my life made me realize if my daughters can accept that I made a mistake and forgive me for doing that, why can't I forgive my mother and people like that in my life? That's real. And I got... Kids who look like me, it's mind blowing. Yeah, you feel me? So, to have angels like that in your life and you can't try to change that, it's like you being selfish. Mm-hmm. You not, you not moving on. It's something you have to move on to move further in your life to be better with yourself, with your kids, your friends, everybody. So, that was my biggest regret, just holding on to that burden. That's like, real. why? Just why? That's real, bro. That's real. And, uh, you know, what you say, that's important, man. You know, at times, you know, we, we we do forgive our parents. And it's important to also forgive ourselves. Right. You know, because, you know, 
that's one of the hardest things is to forgive ourselves for mistakes that we make. Right. You know, and at times, you know, I think that's what holds a lot of people back is, you know, feeling like, dang, I made this mistake and now I ain't going to never be able to move forward. Right. You know, or I'll never be better than so and so, you know, and we and we hold ourselves back at times because we hold it's it's like sometimes we can't take ourselves so serious. I remember one of my friends told me this a long time ago. He said, Man, Shark, bro, quit taking yourself so serious, bro. Right. Like sometimes, bro, just live. Right. Like, you know, you it's like you critique everything you do. Yep. <laughs> and it was like in return, that's why and you will critique every you will treat everyone else like that. Right. And he was like, sometimes, bro, you know, okay, boom, you make a mistake, bro. Okay, cool, bro. Like, don't dwell on that. Right. You gotta continue to move because if not, bro, you will never really you will never reach your potential if you can't ever see past your mistakes. Like right. you make the mistake, you learn from it, you move forward. Right. And it's like when he told me that, I was like, "Damn, that's real." You know, some stuff ain't, some stuff ain't that serious. Right. You know, like I might be looking at it like it's the worst thing in the world, but it's like, just, bro, it's just a part of life, bro. Yes. You, know, <laughs> you, you just you got you got to move forward, man. And so, yeah, I, I I tell you that, man. You know, you know, you 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 look back on your on your life, you know, and. Like you say, you you take all that stuff as just lessons. Yeah. You know, lessons learned. Mm-hmm. You know, and now that you you've made those mistakes and you know you've overcome a lot of things in your life. Right. Now you gotta just you just got to move forward. You know, and don't continue to dwell on that. But you yeah. know, just continue focus on moving forward, man. Because like you know, your daughter's your daughter's gonna need you to be at your at your best yes, yeah. you know they need for you to be clear-minded right you know and like you said that's something that i really love about children you know when you look at the bible the bible say you know oh uh, it speaks about childlike faith right bro we can learn so much from children mm-hmm. children if fatherhood has taught me anything bro fatherhood has taught me about the character of god right because when I look at my children, my children are some of the most forgiving creatures, bro. I've ever. I'm like, you know, bro. You could be wrong as ever, fussing your kids out right. all night, bro. Put them jokers in the bed. Yep. <laughs> but that next morning, what do you think your kid, yeah. bro? They don't be thinking about that. No. But they wake up the next morning. That I miss you. I love you. Bro, it's like, wow, so, I was just on your behind last night. Man, you gave me so much love. Like, that ain't <laughs> never happened. Man, <laughs> for real, bro. You know, I might not, you know, I go to work. By the time I get home from work that next day, I come in the house, pull my kids act like they ain't never seen me in their life. You know, they just that happy. And I'm like, dang, you know, like, how can I be like that? Right. You know, how can I learn to be that way toward uh, myself and others, right? You know, and not really just and not hold things against yeah. other people. And uh, yeah, I encourage you in that, dog. For real, for real, appreciate that. But uh, what's your most proud moment as a dad? That's still going. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see my babies, that's my proudest moment. Just yeah. seeing them run to me, screaming, "Daddy." Yeah, <laughs> jumping on me. That's the most like. That's the most precious thing in the world to me to see. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> Ain't nothing can beat that. Wishing I could do that, but I got two little girls that's coming to me, showing me all the love in the world. Let me know they love me. Let me know they miss me. Talking to me. That's the best feeling to see a kid and they run up to you. Yeah. That's the best. That's the best feeling. So just I can say seeing my kids. Yeah. Always. That's the best feeling ever. You still there? Still there. You still there, bro? No matter what, what I'm going through, uh, even if I'm out of town, searching where I had to stay out of town, just try to work and make more. You know. So. Mm-hmm. Still making time for my kids, no matter what. Got to see them. That's real. Got to. 
That's real. So my last question, man, would be this. Uh, what advice would you give to a younger you? Ooh. Younger me. Think more. Plan. 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 Your life out somewhat. Of where you want to be at. Instead of worrying about trying to get it right now. That's one thing I felt like I was in a rush. Like, my biggest thing on my mind, how I'm going to be able to take care of my family and also leave a trust fund or a legacy for my kids. So every time every time I'm trying to rush, got to be patient. Got to be patient. You got to see things from a different view. Can't just be worrying about yourself and just, I got to do this. I'm the only person to make it make it happen. It's not like that. So be patient, be more consistent, be more responsible, and think more of others. Definitely for the younger me, slow down. <laughs> slow down. Got to slow down. Trying to do too much. Trying to do too much, and doing that that leaves stress. Stress out. Going to the hospital type. Stressed out because you so worried about I want my kids to be this way. I want I want it to be that way. I want them to look this way. I want to have this certain type of stuff. And you know you can't make it happen at that time. That kind of kill you. That kill you. I can't soul with it. So understand what comes with it. Understand this life. You know, being so young, it's not just going to happen overnight. So, gotta be patient. Always be patient. <laughs> Straight up. Got to. That's real, bro. Got Man, that's, to. That's real. You know, um, I definitely appreciate you coming on, man, and yes, sir. Uh, telling your story, man, because I believe this will help someone else. Oh, yeah. You know, this can uh, be encouragement to someone else. Right. You know, because, like, I always look at my, my situation, like, like, I love hearing stories like yours because I look at my situation like, you know, I ain't have children till I was married, right. you know, and me and Elp always joke about this. He always like, man, bro, bro you did everything perfect. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, not necessarily, but I can see where he's coming from. You know, I know my story is like, yeah, like it's <laughs> everybody ain't got, you know, my, okay, I fell in love. Got married, didn't have children, and it was like I ain't do it. Everybody ain't don't have that story, right? But I love stories like yours because, you know, your story is more like a lot of other people's stories, right? You know, especially young black men. You know, a lot of us have those stories like that, and I think it's powerful, man, when we can look back and really be able to reflect on our life and reflect on our decisions and encourage another person in that, you know, to continue moving forward, you know, yeah. because gotcha. just because you make a mistake, that don't mean your life is over. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, like I say, it's so hard to to push forward after making those mistakes like that, man. And I think mm -hmm. that's, that what, that's what leads to a lot of men giving up on yep. their families and giving up on their children because they can't deal with you know the fact that they didn't do everything the quote unquote right way it's like I mean it is what it is you know right. that's just life bro right and you can't get too down on yourself you know to the point of where you you give up on yourself and the things that matter in your life so yeah bro I appreciate you man you yes, know sir. Um, yes, sir. being able to share that man because like I said, we don't talk enough. You know, right. we, don't, we don't, men ain't talking. I believe black men, bro, we have some extraordinary stories oh, yeah. of, of, you know, triumph. Right. You know, we, like, just the fact that you still here and you still with your children, bro, you know, and you still pushing forward, like, that's amazing, bro. Gosh, yeah. All right. You know, that's amazing. I don't care what nobody say, like, that's an amazing thing that you're still here because you could have easily just said... Man, I ain't got no, I ain't gonna deal with that. Like, yeah. what up? Right. You, know, you could have easily did that, bro. Yeah, can't, though. Can't but do you that. can't do that. Can't get real. And that's what's, that's what's great about this. You know, certain people that who can't talk. Mm-hmm. 
to certain friends because they might feel like, oh, they might think I'm this type of person. You gotta, if they're your friend, like you say, and they're going to become family, you got to talk. They got to know who you are, too, just like they need to explain to you what's going on with them. That's real. And this is what this is, right? Definitely what you're doing, it's a blessing. Think about real. it if you had this doing 10 years ago. Man. Real, boy. Think about it. <laughs> So it's a, it's a blessing what you're doing, you know. I definitely appreciate it. Off oh, real, been going knowing you too long. Yeah, you feel me? So like real. we just had a conversation a couple of days yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> real testimony in life, man. Yeah, and I stand on that. That's real. Man, you straight positive. Always been positive. So, and the way you're doing now, it's like ain't nothing but greatness from That's here. Real. So. I appreciate yeah. it. I love you, my boy. You know, I love mm. you, man. Mm. <laughs> For real. Yeah, so uh, that wraps up this episode of Dad Can We Talk. Like I said, man, this is uh, the end of season one. I really, really, really encourage y'all to stay tuned, man. I got some heat. Right. I got some real stories, some real men coming on here in this next season. And y'all will not want to miss their stories and the things that um, these men will share. And um, like I say, I, I appreciate all the support, man. Uh, everyone that's been supporting me buying the uh, buying the merch, man. I, 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 I'm trying to get some hats made. Um, I already got these shirts. They are selling like hotcakes, man. So um, yeah, y'all stay tuned. Y'all continue to support. I appreciate everyone out there, man. That that supports me in every way, man. Y'all don't even understand how much I appreciate y'all, man. So. Uh, yeah, that wraps up season 10, uh, season 10, <laughs> episode 10, season one of Dad Can We Talk. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. God bless.